You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I ran in that fish in the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And a big good morning to you and... Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. My name is Joe Gaither, filling in for Martin Houston this morning. Martin's out taking care of some business, and Jacob Harrison over there behind the glass punching all the right buttons. Good morning, Jacob. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to hear your voice again. And, uh, you know, we had a wild weekend uh, in college football overall, but, you know, we made it through on the other side, and Alabama's still undefeated. It was a wild weekend, indeed, and there was tons of places and tons of things to talk about, but only one thing for us to talk about in Tuscaloosa is the Alabama survival of the uh, of the Ole Miss offense over there in Oxford. Uh, so we're going to get into a lot of that today. Uh, as always, you're welcome to be a part of the show by calling in on uh, the Calling in on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904 will get you in on the hotline. Uh, we'll be talking about your reaction to the to the ball game and uh, what you think Alabama needs to improve on to, to be ready to take on a number three Georgia team uh, this, this coming up week. Jacob, before we get into some callers, I'll just go ahead and ask you, what was your overall impression of the game on Saturday? Um, well, you have to start with the biggest negative, and that is without Why a Why you got to start with a negative? I, it, because that's reality, man. It's <laughs> that that was just tough to watch. Like you know, I defended this defense more than anybody, and I said it a lot on the Tide Tail uh, Tide Post Game Show. You know, I defended this defense more than I feel like anybody in Tuscaloosa, uh, but. There's a difference between an offense taking advantage of this era of football with their schemes and and whatnot and just playing downright bad defense. Uh, Guys were undisciplined. Guys were missing tackles. Uh, I hate to criticize effort, but it seemed to have not been a lot of effort out there, Uh, especially at, at the safety positions. Uh, Dylan Moses had his worst game as a pro. Me and Kerry Clark both agreed with that. Um, it, it was just it was tough to watch defensively. However, you get on the other side of the ball, Ole Miss's defense was just as bad, if not worse. And Mac Jones had an incredible game. Najee Harris had a career game that might potentially put him back in the Heisman race. So you kind of just got to take this game for what it is and just move on to Georgia and hope the defense, you know, feels like they got kicked in the butt and can recover from it. 
Well, one thing that Georgia doesn't have is they don't have a Lane Kiffin on the sidelines calling plays and scheming up uh, concepts to take advantage of a defense that can't seem to get lined up right. Uh, so I'm feeling a little more confident in our, that our defense will bounce back against a more traditional uh, offense this week. But they did give up 647 yards of offense, the most in Alabama history, uh, which is really wild if you think about it. 647 yards. You know, not two weeks ago, we were making fun of uh, LSU for giving up 600 yard yards passing, and uh, two weeks later, here we are playing playing Lake Kiffin, giving up a uh, giving up major major yardage. Uh, Jacob, let's just go straight out to uh, the Taco Casa hotline. And let's uh, let's welcome in our friend Pat and see what he had to say about the game. Good morning, fellas. I, I'm hoping that Mr. Houston is not uh, uh, down for the camp. Oh, first off, though, I want to talk about that we've got to bring in the best uh, math instructor at the University of Alabama and add him to the staff, a uh, geometry teacher, uh, football is a game of angles. And our pursuit on uh, what the angles that we were taking going to make tackles was horrible. Uh, there was one time where uh, we were going around the end and uh, Dylan Moses and uh, my man, Mr. Anderson, that, uh, were in pursuit. And both of them missed them. Can you believe that? Pat, why do you think we, that we we're having such a hard time tackling uh, the last, it, really the last two weeks, but especially stood out this past week? But, but we were having a hard time tackling last year, and that uh, and I I've got to I've got to do go with a this is a problem for our defensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. Oh, I had buddies of mine call me from Georgia. He's got to go. That uh, I, I understand he's Nick's boy, all that kind of stuff. But uh, either Coach Saban himself has got to take over, and uh, I mean I don't care what he calls him. But uh, we also have seem like to me Charlie Strong still on staff, is he not? Well, Charlie Strong's an analyst, and so uh, I, 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 I understand. But, well, but, that, but but a lot of people don't understand is he's still getting paid from South Florida. Yeah, and so, and so if he takes a defensive coordinator job here, that's going to mess up his buyout money from South Florida. I, I, well, I, I, I follow you there. It can't be done under the table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'll be I'll be happy to send in some lunch money. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, something we've got to give somewhere that, uh, because what we're doing is definitely not working. This defense has the talent to be one of the best defenses ever. Oh, and, uh, yeah, we're hurting bad. Oh, and hey, my question is, is that, uh, how bad is a young man's arm broken? Oh, our, oh, uh, junior college uh, D-back because uh, Junior Williams. College D-back was brought in in order to play. Do you know anything about his injury? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know when, how bad it's broken. Uh, I seem to remember he broke it a week or two into camp, and so I guess we're looking at five or six weeks now. Uh, it would have been, been so, been so healing. 
So uh, well, my, my question is, uh, are we going to have to have him by, oh, we may be able to make it by oh, Georgia, oh, but, oh, but by the time we get into the playoffs, we're going to have to have him back. Better to add to I this uh, weak, weak secondary that we seem to have. Well, all right, I mean, Pat. I appreciate your call, man. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get to some plenty more folks. But, uh, hey, the bad is definitely got to be the defense. Uh, the good uh, is uh, the fact that Mike Jones decided to come back another year. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, for oh, sure. Lord, Lord, Lord. All right. Hey, y'all have a blessed day, and uh, we're going to say some prayers for Mr. Houston. Absolutely. Right. Martin, have Martin will be fine. Appreciate you calling in, okay. Pat. Bye-bye. Martin, Martin will be A-OK, but uh, what I want to know, uh, Jake, Jacob, before we get to break is, do people really think that changing a defensive coordinator is going to all of a sudden make everybody be able to tackle out there? Uh, no. Um, And with all respect to what Pat said, bringing in some other junior college guy isn't going to change what's going on at safety either. Uh, you know, and the secondary is good at cornerback. It's bad at safety. Something's got to give there. Daniel Wright hasn't been playing well. Helms uh, has been stepping in here and there, but you can't tell a significant difference. Uh, I think Jordan Battle's okay, but no, that's not, yeah, but he's that's not miss, how that works. He'll miss the first half of this week. Uh, yeah, he will. Uh, I mean, that was a bad, bad decision by him, uh, all the way. There was no sense in that, that hit. But, uh, I think another thing that people don't understand about Charlie Strong too, is the last time he had a successful defense. I I mean, uh, the kind of defense that Alabama fans would like to see a defense that averaged better numbers than the defense from yesteryear was in 2013 with the Louis, uh, Louisville Cardinals. Every year after that, including his years with Texas and including his years with South Florida, where the, the talent and the competition both varied in many different ways, uh, he, did not, he did not average good numbers. If anything, almost every single year after that, during that time span, uh, the numbers were significantly worse than what Alabama fans had to go through last year. Now again... Talent, competition, those factors kind of play a massive part in how those numbers play out. But, uh, you know, it's not just a magic snap and everything is fine all of a sudden just because you move Charlie Strong from analyst to defensive coordinator. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that a people, a lot of people are just he's a he's a a popular name. He's a he's a sexy name, and people feel like oh, you know, well he he was good at Florida back in the back, back in what was that two thousand eight two thousand seven or so. Uh, he had a couple of good years at Louisville with, with a couple of good good defenses at Louisville, but largely with Texas and South Florida, his defenses were very bad. Bad to the point that uh, bad to the point that I don't think that Alabama fans will be very happy uh, have, having him on campus to replace to replace Char- Charlie Strong or to replace Pete Golding. Excuse me. Um, well, that's a little bit of what what we're going to get into for the show this morning. Good, bad, and ugly, and your reaction to the Alabama Crimson Tide victory over Ole Miss. It didn't really feel like a victory uh, with that first call with Pat. 
But call us on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904, if you want to get involved in the show. We're going to take a quick break, and Robert and Mobile, you'll be up next on the other side. This is the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we're looking good on our roadways as we start our Monday morning. Everything pretty quiet, moving well. Do drive carefully, and if you see conditions, just give us a call. 205-886-8886. Monday means mammoth savings at towns of Nissan, plus get top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. A warm day today, morning clouds giving way to a partly sunny afternoon, the high 85. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 61. Tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days and not as humid. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, Strong customer service and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. And welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Monday, uh, Monday morning quarterback Monday. Good, bad, and ugly Monday. Reacting to Alabama's big time win against the Ole Miss Rebels. Jacob, does it even feel like we won? Yeah, it feels like we won. It's just it's not in the fashion that that any Alabama fan is is used to. Um, but you know, it's a completely different era of football, and maybe we do have to get ready for Big Twelve. Uh, style football to take over the entire world. <laughs> Maybe so. Let's step out on the Taco Casa hotline and reach in, uh, ch- connect with our friend Robert in Mobile. Robert, good morning. How you doing this morning? Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> I feel a lot like Pat. Uh, you <laughs> know, what, what the most disappointing part is, well, we should be celebrating these these absolutely stellar performances by Mac Jones, Devontae, uh, uh, Najee Harris, and the other and the, the other guys on offense, and instead we feel bummed out over because of how pathetic the defense was. I mean, that was just downright embarrassing uh, Saturday night by the defense. You know, it was awful. I watch, I'm watching the Alabama game. I'm seeing 56 points put up, and I'm having to sweat it because I don't know. I still don't know if we're going to win. I, we, we scored 56 points, and at one point. I don't know if the game is still in doubt. Usually, if Alabama scored 56 points, it would have been the backup quarterback that was or in the backup, the second team that scored that 56, the last seven of that 56. And by accident, probably. <laughs> well, Robert, what would you do to fix the defense and get, and get us back to playing Alabama style defense? Well, I mean, it does start at the top. Uh, Pete Golding has turned out to be fool's Golding. <laughs> the guy's fool's gold. He, he's just, he is not the, the person to run this, uh, this defense. Uh, change always has to start at the top. But, I mean, is it going to be all their fault? No. But the change does have to start at the top. And it's been two years. 
that we that uh, we watched this team uh, fail to perform on defense. So this will be the three years in a row that Alabama has had one of the top offenses in all of college football and a defense that's not even good enough. So that's what we're hoping. Okay, the, the offense is stellar. I mean, we got studs on top of studs on offense. Yep. If the defense can just be good enough, we can we can still win the championship. But right now, our defense is a dud. It's is a you know we we saw it creeping up with the first two games, and it came to a head in the last game. Now, what is Pete Golden's fault? Absolutely, is constantly seeing the same plays run week in and week out with no adjustment, tying in across the middle and running back out of the backfield. Now, you as a defense coordinator, you can adjust for that. Even at least in game, if if uh, Pico didn't have a mask on, I'll bet you he'd be looking just as clueless as Wade Phillips used to look <laughs> on Dallas sideline when he was coaching the Cowboys. <laughs> man, doesn't have anything to do with what you have upstairs, but man, you really look clueless right now. That those expressions on your face, and that mask is the only thing that's probably saving him from us seeing those expressions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, on Saturday, Coach Saban kind of looked at him, gave him gave him the two handed shrug, like, "What are we doing out there?" I think the masks really helped helped their cover right there in that moment. <laughs> I have to apologize, Bama Nation. I am also responsible for that pathetic performance by the defense. When I saw what Missouri did to LSU and what Texas A&M did to Florida, I called my friends and my brother. And I said, "Hey, you know, guys, maybe our defense isn't that bad. <laughs> look what those teams that we you know we kept those them teams, those teams out of thirty, and look what they just did, and boom." Men not cop men not stop worrying a little less about this defense, but they lay a golden egg. So I'm not gonna stop worrying about this defense for the rest of the season. So I don't jinx them again. <laughs> uh, well Robert, you, you you got up on your high horse, uh, started complimenting them and, and they slacked off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I started feeling less worried and there you go. So I'm sorry, Bama Nation. I, I won't feel less worried anymore. Well, what, what's, do you think that do you think that Alabama's we're going to have a little more success this weekend playing a more traditional style offense in Georgia? The trouble with our defense right now is we make great good quarterbacks look absolutely great, and yeah. mediocre or bad quarterbacks look good. Both Knicks last year were hoping was just an anomaly because that was what the was we kept hating so bad. The, the Bo Knicks was just an average, below average quarterback at best. And he looked good against. He looked good against our defense. You yeah. see a, def, a quarterback that bad, our defense would annihilate. So now I don't know. We, they don't have the ability to make teams. Of, well, we did it with Mond. So maybe, hopefully, it's just a one-off. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, with a more traditional style. And Lane Kiffin does know our plays. He does know the plays, and they did have the plays. It is still a play. I'm mean, you know, it's still in the plays part of the game. But. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, well, we uh, hope so. I'm sorry. Oh, you go ahead. Robert. Robert, give us your good, bad, and ugly before we uh, had to move on to our next oh. caller for for the weekend. Of course, the great was the offense. I mean, the offense is just. I mean, it's a masterpiece to look at. The bad was the defense, and the ugly, like Pat there, was the tackling. That was just ugly. <laughs> the ugly. Yeah, okay, thanks for letting me back, guys. <laughs> Hey, Robert, thanks for calling in. I was pretty disappointed with the tackling uh, as well. The communication issues, I kind of have a little bit of sympathy for, but when it comes down to actually execution and tackling, 
Uh, that was pretty disheartening to, to, to see that on Saturday. Uh, Jacob, though, one thing that uh, I'm not hearing uh, uh, throughout a lot of this conversation so far is much credit for the Ole Miss offense, for Lane Kiffin uh, scheming up plays, for uh, Matt Corral playing quarterback. He had a, a number of pretty good receivers out there. Not a whole lot of credit uh, given to the Ole Miss side. Do, do they deserve some credit here? They deserve some credit. Uh, I agree with uh, Todd McShay's assessment that that was the best game that Lane Kiffin ever coached, his best play calling outing of his entire career. Matt Corral is a good is, – is an is, – I wouldn't say he's on the same level as Matt Jones and Trevor Lawrence, but I'd, I'd say he's, he's pretty much he, – he's at the, the tier right below them. He played lights out. Uh, but the thing is, is that, like I said at the top, there's a difference between offenses, schemes taking advantage of this new era and the rules and a defense playing that poorly. Uh, it wouldn't have surprised me for Alabama to have given up around 24 to 28 points to, to Ole Miss because of their abilities, but it was th- their, their lack of discipline and their lack of ability to tackle was what led to 48 points being on the board instead. Absolutely. Let's get right back out on the Taco Casa hotline and check in with our man, John from from Lake Martin. John, good morning. You're in the Martin Houston show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all today? Oh, very good. What do you think about that ball game on Saturday? A big roll tide Alabama win. Hey, listen, listen, guys, you know, I, I, first of all, I really enjoyed Robert's call. I agree with him on every, I, it, the call was very entertaining. But, Robert, you should have been a little more truthful with us at the end there. You said you were not going to worry about Alabama's defense. (laughs) Just like the rest of us, brother, I'm afraid you are. But, listen, people, calm down. The decisions on defense are in the hands of Nick Saban. Okay. I appreciate everybody's opinions, but (laughs) when it comes down to it, I'm just so glad that Nick Saban is making the decisions and it's in his hands, and he'll he'll do a good job with it. I I actually uh, absolutely agree with you, uh, John. Everybody who's criticizing Pete Golding, uh, which is fair and warranted, is by proxy yeah. criticizing uh, pr- criticizing Coach Saban as well. Exactly, and uh, he if anybody's got to face a problem uh, like this, uh, he can he can do it, and. Uh, you are so right about this new era of football. We all remember when, you know, the SEC was defense. I mean, boy, just slobber-knocking defense. But uh, Oregon gave us a hint of this years and years ago. And, uh, boy, it is just uh, – it, it's exciting to watch. But I was like, Robert, I don't believe I've ever in my life seen Alabama score 56 points and be worried about them winning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what what did you enjoy from the game on Saturday, John? Probably break break a record this week. Anybody seen an over on the Alabama Georgia game? It might be triple digits. <laughs> oh gosh, it's not triple digits. <laughs> it might be though. Uh, did you did you enjoy, what do you think about Najee Harris scoring five touchdowns on Saturday? John, are you with me? Oh, 
Okay, perfect. Thanks, John, for uh, for being a part of the Martin Houston Show. We uh, always appreciate you calling. I always appreciate you being a part of the show. Let's move on to uh, Ellis uh, on the Taco Casa hotline. I know he's got a lot of hot takes from the Alabama uh, game this weekend. Ellis, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing better today. That's good. That's good. Uh, I had a hard time watching. I had a hard time watching that, Bob. Well, I think a lot of people did. What 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 made you have a hard time watching it? Well, I've got a uh, heart problem, so my blood pressure stayed like elevated through the whole ball game. Uh, I mean, my my whole body stayed flush hot through the whole ball game. Uh, well, did you get it I checked out? It. I made it that I'm still alive, but. Uh, well, those are I great things. I won't blame it on our head. Well, I hear that. A lot of people are, you know, the blame starts at the top. I agree with that. But but what are you going to do? Are you going to tell Nick Saban to, you know, get out of here? No, he's just going to finally see that something's got to change. And I don't mean necessary uh, defensive coordinator because uh, I don't think that's going to help. Uh, I just think they've uh, they just got to they just got to sit down and talk and do some changes and in some way get better. Uh, like y'all talked about, like everybody that's called in the poor tackling. But uh, yeah, Ellis, what, what would you do to think- fix the tackling? Yeah, do what now? What would you do to, that, to fix the tackling? Get out there and practice some more on tackling. I mean, one-on-one. But uh, what of us out – what is our Alabama fans always fussed about before this right here? We never did have an offense. And now we got an offense. And the defense is looking bad. Now we're fussing about the defense. Well, if you had to pick, would you rather have an offense or a defense, Ellis? I'd rather have an offense. Yeah, me too, especially in this era, era of college football. you got to be yeah, able to score. Uh, you got to be able to it's score. To... Like it, it's nothing like it was back in the, back in the day, uh when I was a teenager growing up, it was like y'all talked about smash mouth football, defense, defense. But it's not defense anymore. No, it's uh, not. It's all about uh, offense. And uh, look at look at the offensive power we got. Look what Najee Harris did. He he just went off and had a tremendous game. Saturday, you know, you was talking about that. You know, I love Najee. I'm very happy for him. Everybody talked about that he never could run the ball, have long runs and stuff. Well, he showed that he can do it. Uh, I, you know, look, look at our receivers, our quarterback. You know, everybody talked bad about our quarterback. Look at him. You know, he's on pace to have a lot of yardage. How many yardage do you think he'll end up having? 
Oh gosh, he, he he's uh, over four hundred in each of the last two games. So what's that for? Uh, that's right about four thousand for that for ten games. If you're hit, if you're keeping up that pace, which is uh, an insane pace, Jacob, you think he'll uh, get get up to that four thousand number? Uh yeah. <laughs> Matt Jones is unstoppable, man. As long as we can keep him safe back there where he can have time to throw the ball, he'll have games like every 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 weekend he'll have games like that. Well, he's got plenty of receivers. He hit uh, Smith and Waddle both for over 100 yards, Ellis. So th- there's a lot of good things to, to lean on to, too, for, despite the bad stuff that happened on, on Saturday. Ellis, give us your good, bad, and ugly before we hit this, hit this uh, half an hour break. Uh, the good was uh, our offense. The bad was the defense to play, and the ugly was uh, poor tackling. And everybody forgets that... Lane Kiffin was there for, what, three, four years, and he knows the ins and outs of our defense. Well, I think he did. He, he, he had a leg up for sure, and he, he ended up calling a great game. I think a lot of people are in agreement with your good, bad, and ugly, Ellis. Thanks for calling up there in Tennessee. Keep keep them down. Keep them roll tied up in Tennessee, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I'll take care of them up here. All right. Sounds good, Ellis. Thanks for calling. If you want to get involved in the show, you can call us at any point on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. Jacob, you think that Ellis is having a lot of fun with those Tennessee fans uh, given their performance on Saturday? Uh, I was pretty upset with Tennessee. Um, I still don't know if I'm allowed to talk about Georgia because I've been so, so wrong about them. But uh, I guess that's what I deserve for thinking that Jared Garantano could beat a top five team. Yeah, I thought that Tennessee, you know, I, I was going back and forth thinking about that game, thinking, you know, maybe Tennessee has a chance. But uh, ultimately ended up with uh, Georgia took care of that business pretty good on Saturday. We're going to take a break here on uh, the Martin Houston Show. When we come back, we got a couple other callers on hold, but you can call in and be a part of the show on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. This is the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we're looking good on our roadways as we start our Monday morning. Everything pretty quiet, moving well. Do drive carefully, and if you see conditions, just give us a call. 205-886-8886. Monday means mammoth savings at Townsend Nissan, plus get top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out. 
by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on this beautiful Monday morning quarterback edition. I'm Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston this morning, joined by Jacob Harrison on the other side, punching all the right buttons, getting everybody lined up and, uh, keeping the show on the air. Jacob, you said you wanted to start off with a question this segment. Yeah, something Ellis said reminded me of uh, something that I've been pondering, and I I think I talked about it with Ryan Fowler a long time ago too. Um, So we we look at last year, and uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers had a top three defense, and it kind of kept them in the playoff race despite having an absolutely dreadful offense. This year – uh, their defense yesterday struggled with the Eagles, who are just bad. They're banged up. There's injuries everywhere. But then I look at your Chicago Bears. Uh, your Bears offense, Joe, sorry to tell you, is not too great. Uh, but your defense is, is top notch and is and has really brought that team along. They're sitting at, at a pretty 4-1. and one. Is, is it even – does the success of an offense – uh, does that impact the way a defense plays? Because uh, I feel like Ryan said it before. Uh, you know, because you know that the the team, you know, the, your offense can score if you give something up to make up for it. You know, you you slack off just that little bit more. But when a defense knows that they have to hold uh, the opposing team to X amount of number of points, look back to like the two thousand Ravens. Uh, then they put up just that extra bit of fight, that extra bit of effort, and that's the turning point from a from a great defense to an elite defense. Do you agree with that? Uh, I think I do. I think if you have a defense that knows it has no margin for error, they probably they they do play with a with a greater edge, a greater sense of urgency out there for each play. I feel like with a little bit uh, with this Alabama defense over the last two years, it's. Oh, uh, well, I missed a read there. Oh, I missed a, uh, you know, I missed an assignment there. There, It hasn't really felt like the consequences for missing an assignment, for missing a play, for missing a tackle, like the consequences are all that high, I feel. And because of that, uh, you don't have that edge as much uh, from the mentality standpoint from the defense. 
Yeah, it's just a it's a bizarre scenario because uh, you know e- even when Nick Saban's defenses were elite, like the offenses weren't bad. It just that right. they weren't scoring forty points a game and four hundred yards passing and this that and the other. So it's an interesting thing, and you know it, it's just it's hard to think of the last time we saw. Uh, an elite defense and an elite offense on the same team. I'm gonna have to keep thinking about it uh, to, to 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 come up with a team that might that. Well, I wouldn't have said that LSU's defense was elite last year to go along with their offense. It was very. They were good. in the playoffs. It was very very good, but I don't know if I would go elite level, huh? I'd say so, they were elite in the playoffs, but they were they were a lot like Florida's defense, to be honest, during the regular season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Florida got a little bit <laughs> this past weekend. Oh man, Jimbo Fisher gets his his top five win, his first his first top five win as head coach for uh, the Aggies. So good for Jimbo. Maybe playing Alabama last week uh, ended up giving them the extra spark, helping them figure out whatever they needed to figure out to get into the winner's column. Jacob, let's step out to Tom on the Taco Casa hotline uh, and see what his good, bad, and the ugly, see Tom's reaction to the Alabama victory this weekend. Tom, how are you doing this morning? Yo, it's good to hear you, my friend. Uh, it's good to be heard. And uh, welcome back. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I'm going to take uh, a couple more days after this. I'm just stepping in for, for Martin. But uh, it's definitely good to be back. Yeah, it's good to hear you. Uh, you know, uh, you and Jacob, I, 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 the question that uh, Jacob uh, posed to you about offenses and defenses, can you have both and this, that, and the other. But I, I really believe uh, in, in football across the board, the script has been flipped. And uh, it used to be uh, you won championships with defenses. It's not that way anymore, and uh, Lane Kiffin is rewriting the book on that. And uh, uh, case in point, uh, Kentucky on offense last week had everything that you used to have to have to win the game, right? They had three 100-yard rushers uh, and and so forth and so on and still lost the game uh, to Lane Kiffin. And – and then we all know what he did Saturday night uh, with his offense. It made uh, what we thought was a pretty decent defense look extremely foolish and yeah. uh, uh, made us look bad. So I, I, I think the script is flipped. I think the horses out of the barn and every other cliche you can come up with <laughs> about offenses uh, have taken over. And, uh, and it, it's all because of the rule changes and uh, things like that that favor the offense. A lot of the rule changes are favoring the offense, and it makes it tough to be a defensive coach. You heard Nick Saban over the uh, over the weekend talk about RPOs and how challenging that's been to learn how to defend, and uh, you get linemen going down the field, and I don't really believe that the officials have a good eye for calling linemen down the field near as much, so... Uh, I, th- I think it's extremely difficult to be a defensive coach in this t- day and time in football. Yeah, I, I just the, – the, the offense – I mean, could you believe uh, the, the conversions of uh, fourth down 
against Alabama with Ole Miss this past weekend. Four for four and fourth down conversions. I, I just I, I cannot believe it. Third and 29, and they come back on, uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, they needed 29 yards for a first down. They get 27, then go for it and make it. Well, getting off the field on third down is it, it's got to be a priority, and it's got to be it's got to be much better this weekend. If we're gonna be Here's if we're gonna be Georgia, thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the way. Oh, you're good. Uh, the uh, the fact that uh, uh, that uh, Kiffin uh, knew exactly what to call. You know, uh, Dylan Moses and Coach Saban said that. Uh, he had an answer for everything that we were in. Now, here I go, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of the way. I'm not gonna let y'all badger me after I say this. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in those apartments over there at the practice field sent him practice film of uh, of of our game plan. Dun, dun, and, dun. Uh, I'm gonna leave that with you and uh, and get out of here. Good to hear you, Joe. Absolutely, Tom. Have a great day. Thanks for calling in. All right, buddy. Jacob, what do you think? Is some, does does Lane Kiffin have a spy out there getting ready for Alabama this week? Uh, do he, does he have a camera up on the balcony of those apartments? <laughs> um, I kind of agree with Lane Kiffin uh, because he defended himself and said, look, we were lining up before they could get set. Oh, yeah. I mean, that did, – did, did, he obviously have an advantage having been at Alabama, yes, but so did Nick Saban have an advantage by knowing the ins and outs of Lane Kiffin's offense as well. Um, I don't think any of that really really played a factor, to be honest. No, I agree. And hearing uh, Dylan and Coach Saban after the game talking about, oh, they had our signals, they had our signals, well... Sounds like an excuse. Yeah. How long has it been since Coach Coach Kiffin's been here? It was two years, three years. It's time to you. You need to be changing your signals up a little bit. <laughs> well, Saban has to change his defense in about thirty years, so you know. <laughs> well, maybe it's time for a revamp on everything. Uh, we revamped the offense four or five years ago, and it's still kind of uh, evolving. Maybe it's time to revamp the defense and and, and evaluate what's working and what's not. Uh, That's a point but, of pride with a man that has a lot of pride. <laughs> just well <laughs> that's a different i'd hate to be the guy in the office saying coach you should change your defense <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be gonna go over well <laughs> that'd be his last day in the office uh, but at the very least you they ought to be mixing the signals up you can't be you can't let your former assistants uh have that low-hanging fruit and say oh i know what that signal means i know what that one means you got to change them up here uh periodically uh, to protect to protect your schemes. Well, and and Lane said this too, but most more often than not, offenses are running are calling their plays before defenses call their plays yeah. because defenses call their plays based on the personnel, uh, and the offenses offenses just aren't looking over there to see what weird dance Pete Golding is doing so that they can figure out how to attack. <laughs> You know, offenses are just going to attack whatever you've got out there. Uh, now, had Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's offense been one of those uh, spread offenses that we would see a lot of about 10 years ago where you'd get to the line, clap, 
uh, and then look back to the sideline, then then I'd be on board with the whole signal stealing thing uh, if if they got accused. But as it stands right now, I just don't I don't see it. it just sounds like an excuse. Uh, let's uh, I agree with you. Bunch of excuses. Got, just got to be better for this week. Uh, Jacob, let's hit hit up the Taco Casa hotline one more time and check in with Curtis Lewis and hear about what his takeaways from the game were this past weekend. Curtis, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. How are y'all today? Well, very good. Thanks for calling in. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty much on the same boat I've been on now for all the last three weeks here about our defense, and and it's it's painful to watch it. But I think that um you guys hit dead on the head just a few minutes ago, and I still say they should have left Golden in Mississippi. I'm sorry, just <laughs> leave them over there. Don't bring them back. But the fact that Saban has made changes with the times has been something that's been admirable. He's changed the offense as the times have dictated. But what Saban has not changed, even when he changed the type of players we were getting on defense, instead of going to 250 middle pound linebackers and 250 jack linebackers and 300 pound down linemen. He has not changed the fact that he's still running the same saving defensive schemes. And that's yeah. what is killing us. Because you're not going to stop a high-powered offense running a 1980s defense. It's just not going to happen. And we're going to look at it every time and say, well, the player's not, not making the reads or the player's busting assignments. Well, it's easy to bust an assignment if the assignment that you got is based off of 1980, 1990 schemes. Those assignments just aren't valid anymore. You've got to make the change. And I'm not saying whether Golden has those changes or not, but I think Golden is kind of like a lap dog. He got him in there because he's going to be the yes man to save him. He's going to say, okay, let's do it this way, Coach. Let's do it this way. Coach. Well, instead of getting somebody like Charlie Strong, he's going to say, yeah, we're not going to do it that way. That's not going to work. Let's do it my way. My defense will probably stop this. And he's more of a defensive mind for today, whereas Saban is a fantastic recruiter, fantastic head man for the program. It's just that he's not up to date. It doesn't appear to be on our defensive schemes. And the thing that I thought about good, bad, and ugly, my good is I'm thankful that Ole Miss ran a lot of cover two and cover three shells the entire game which made Mac and Sarkeesian pick underneath routes. And that was, it was great to watch Mac make those underneath throws on time. And that was something that's going to be just crucial in this week's game because Georgia doesn't have that kind of offense. They're not going right. to hang 48 on Bama unless we die on the field somewhere. So <laughs> I'm not worried about Georgia's offense. Georgia's defense is a lot like the defense that we're running now. It's still behind in the time. You got great athletes all over the field, but you don't have the type of athletes you're going to need to keep up with the high power offense like what Ole Miss runs, like what we run, like what um, Clemson runs. And that's what we got to be competing against. We got to compete against how good are we going to be if we meet up with Clemson again? Because at the point that we're at now, when we meet up with Clemson, they're going to kill us. It's just that plain and simple. They're going to kill us. Well, Clemson's got a lot of athletes out there. Travis Etienne ended up having a great game, and 
Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. Curtis, what would you do to fix the defense uh, if you if 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 you were in charge? What would be the one thing you'd do to to fix the defense? The first thing I would do is Baltimore is going to be a three down um, lineman. I don't know why they don't keep that guy in there at the nose, but Baltimore is going to be on that field day one, bail to bail. DJ Dale is being pushed around like wet toilet paper. So I wouldn't, he's coming out. Baltimore is going to be my man on the, on, right there on the nose. The next thing I would do at that point, I'm going to change up my three, that are three, four multiple that we're running now. I'm going to run a lot more three, three, five. I want to have an extra two DBs on that field at that three, three, five. So I can cover that tight end and that back leaking out the backfield with extra DBs instead of trying to cover them with my dad playing linebackers who can't cover anything. So my yep. first change would be Baltimore. Second change, I'm going to a three-three-five, and from there my defense was still around that. Well, that'd be some pretty radical changes, changing up to a three-three-five. But uh, maybe that's what it takes for Alabama to end up having, ha- you know, having some success. Curtis, thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Enjoying your show. Come Absolutely, on. roll tide. Appreciate you calling in, Curtis Lewis. We're going to take a quick break and come back and put the finishing touches on the Martin Houston Show this morning. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Jones and Nissan Traffic Center, still pretty quiet on the roadways. Some minor congestion on McFarland eastbound at Lurley. If you see other conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Monday means mammoth savings at Towns and Nissan. Plus, get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Federal and state offices and courts are closed today for Columbus and Indigenous Peoples Day. Most municipal offices remain open. Alabama National Guard troops among 600 undergoing specialized training for deployment to any disruptions to the voting process next month. Intelligence reports reveal Antifa, white supremacy groups, and others may be planning to disrupt voting in the general election. And the L.A. Lakers are the NBA champions. Keep up with the local news on Tuscaloosa thread. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Welcome back in the Martin Houston Show. This beautiful Monday morning where we're playing Monday morning quarterback, dissecting things that happened in the Alabama game over the weekend. And wow, what we, it was a pretty packed hour right there. We had Tom, Curtis Lewis, we had late Martin John, Ellis, Pat, and pretty much everybody called in. Robert from Mobile. All right, Jacob, we'll leave it to you to finish up the, with the final thoughts here. What would you do to get the defense back on track? It's difficult because you can't practice defense like you used to. Uh, sure. I understand the sentiment, and from from a defensive mentality, I agree with it, but you can't risk hurting your own players in practice by going live in Oklahoma drills and bullpen drills. and so, like You just can't do it. Uh, it is just too much of a risk. I mean, at some point, you just you got to find the right personnel. the 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 thing, the, the the style of man coverage that they play is archaic to a degree. Man coverage is what what makes or breaks this a three four defense, though, uh, and and a cover three shell on it. But I think the 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 biggest thing is getting these edge rushers to be more effective pass rushers for the middle linebackers to uh, become more comfortable in pass coverage. I mean, let's look at the positives, okay? Christian Barrymore is an excellent uh, two-gap player that can still break double teams and make plays in the backfield. Uh, Patrick Sertain and Josh Jobes, are, are, are they're both incredible. Obviously, Patrick Sertain's at an elite level all on his own, but they're both incredible players, and you, you don't hear – much out of them because they're doing their jobs. Uh, but we've, Dylan Moses can never have a game that poor again. Christian Harris has got to get comfortable in, in pass coverage. And Chris Allen has got to learn to keep the edge. Uh, that was the most frustrating part of the entire night for, for me was him just blowing off holding the edge. And uh, overall, just you just got to be more disciplined in tackling. There was a lot of diving kind of at the feet. And the, the weather, the conditions didn't suit what was hap- what what would appear to be happening on the field was just, which was a bunch of diving at feet and slipping and sliding and you know halfway falling away from runners it was just those are things that are mind boggling but most of them are mental uh you know at the end of the day i think that Nick Saban's scheme can still work you just have to do your job uh you, you there's no room for error yeah, I agree with a lot of things you just said there. It's just, I still believe in the scheme. Um, it's just I, I, there. There's some disconnect between the players, you know, learning the scheme and knowing the scheme. So we'll have to see how it goes coming up this week. We're playing a more traditional offense in Georgia, so hopefully the guys can get it figured out a little bit better this week. Uh, playing back here in Tuscaloosa. That's been the Martin Houston Show. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with you this morning. Martin Houston will be back very soon. That was Jacob Harrison on the other side helping me getting through it all. And he'll be with you coming up with Inside the Locker Room. He's coming up next with Wimp and Barry Sanderson. This was the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9.